solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, your team every day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are super thankful to talk Texans with you guys today, and thank you for making us the first listen. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Davis. You guys are here for one reason and one reason only. It ain't just to see our beautiful faces. It's to talk Texans. So, Cody, take them down that yellow brick road. Bring them on back home. Let's talk Texas. Give me the rundown. Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to take a look at the spirit of the team as they head back from their bye week with a one and eight record, riding a eight game losing streak. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans just because the Houston Texans did not play during week 10 of the NFL season. That does not mean that there were former Texan players around the league making an impact for their team. So John and I are going to take, um, we're going to close out this latest installment just taking a quick look on some former teams however to get this Tuesday installment of locked on Texans kicked off John listeners a lot of people they actually wanted some hope that they was going to have an opportunity to see Laramie Tunsil following the bye week now for those of you who do not remember let me refresh your memory just a little bit Laramie Tunsil went down with a thumb injury during the week five loss against the New England Patriots. He had surgery and he's been on the shelf ever since. And there were some rumblings about the possibility of him returning um, prior to after the bye week. And Cully was asked on yesterday, it will there be a possibility that we could see the return of Tunsil on Sunday and Cully remained nonchalant about the answer by saying that we shall see now before I give it over to you John I actually had an opportunity to run into Laramie Tunsil yesterday when we was in the middle of taking our COVID test I was coming out Tunsil was coming in dapped him up asked him how he was doing he said he was feeling good I, I did look down at his hand I didn't see no kind of brace or anything on his hand but I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there maybe that this is a team like we, like we mentioned, this is a team that's going to focus on the youth movement and they're going to focus on the rebuild. And just maybe, just maybe, this might be an opportunity of the Texans saying that, look, Tunsil, we want him to get well-rested, bring him back next year, and we'll see what happens from there. Absolutely. And we had this conversation when he initially went on IR for that injury. Did it make sense mm-hmm. for him to come back or not? And the overall sense around that conversation was, well, no, not really. You know, the Texans, especially where they are now. Now, Tunsil had missed, what has it been, four games now? Mm -hmm. So he's missed the past four games. At that time, the Houston Texans were one and four. And some folk maybe had, you know, a little bit more optimism about where they could possibly in this season. I think right now it's clear cut that Detroit will land as the worst team in the NFL because they're not able to close our games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a crazy game that was, by the, the way. The field goal was, is what got me, though. The field goal. Of off a fifth of Hennessy and two shots. I didn't know what was going on. That game was so drunk. But Houston will, 
as of right now, seem to be the second worst team in, in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Jacksonville has a second, has their second win. Uh, the Jets have two wins, right? And so the Miami Dolphins got them a little quick roll after they played the Texans, and now they they have a two game winning streak. And so I look at this situation as what we looked at about a month ago. Does it make sense to play them, given the current state this franchise is in? On and off the field, it doesn't make any sense. You do have him for another year. He is a player that you would like to keep around whenever you have an opportunity to build this roster. We're not 100% sure if he'll be around. Houston may look to take on some of that contract and move on from him if they can receive picks in return. That's not a rumor. That's just my own speculation. If we're going to continue to stick down the, excuse me, down the rebuild mode and shift players off. Well, you know, Tonsil does make a lot of money for his position. And it may be in Houston's best interest to move on from him money-wise, not field-wise, because you need him on the field, but money-wise and maybe trade asset-wise, it may make sense. But as far as playing the rest of the nine games out this season, I'm sorry, seven games out? Oh, my gosh. The rest of the seven games for this season? No, it doesn't make sense. Houston shouldn't bring them back. Play those young tackles because, you know, you're going to need maybe what Houston likes, a swing tackle moving forward. You have to evaluate the players that you have on an offensive line. How much do you want to prioritize? Maybe a right tackle, left tackle, guard in this upcoming draft. That is what you need this time for. You don't need a Falerme Tunsil because you already know how great of a left tackle he is. Well, he's the best left tackle in the NFL. And John, you you kind of hit on this, and I'm a little bit conflicted about whether or not if I would like to see Laramie Tunsil come back. Because look, money-wise, does it make sense? No. And there are a lot of teams who can actually use the talent of Tunsil to protect their franchise quarterback, i.e. the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, look, Russell Wilson did say he got tired of getting hit. And look, Dwayne Brown has been good, but he's getting up there in age. Um, you know, that might be a trade destination for him. Um, the same thing can be said for just about any team that has a franchise quarterback. But on the flip side of that, I don't care if it's Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, or someone that they actually take a chance on, whether it be in the draft or through free agency. Whoever's going to be under center for the Houston Texans in 2022, the best way that they can stay productive is a better offensive line. And through the four games that Laramie Tunsil has not played, we have seen his value to not only that offensive line, but the Houston Texans in right. general. So, you know, I, I think it's it's one of those win-win situations. If you keep him around, it, it has an opportunity to keep your offensive line at least respectable. But if you don't keep him around, that means Nick Casario got a really good trade package back in return. You know, in life, we're all bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may just be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar. This is this is for real. This isn't just a read, by the way. Like I'm bound to find that poolside bar, create some some friends, some new relationships, give me some tacos, right? And I'm going to have a good time. As long as I've got a good view, a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you 
for your fiance, for your wife, for your husband, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. Thank you for making the Locked On Texas your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The Houston Texans take on the Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, without Derrick Henry, they have been winning some tough, tough games. And I want to run down their uh, past five games simply because they are our division rivals. They used to be the Houston Oilers. There's a lot in common between the, the Titans and Texans. Uh, and I think it's, it's fair to just give them their just due. This was a team that I predicted, especially with the addition of Julio Jones, to have a very good season. I really did. And at, at the beginning, I wasn't 100% sure. But two things I'm a believer in is Jeffrey Simmons and they do play in a conference right now where everybody does not look as good as you may have thought. The Chiefs, the Bills don't look as good as they were. Uh, the Raiders have had an up and down season. But the Tennessee Titans has been looking very good. And I want to go back to their Bills game. They played the Buffalo Bills, beat them 34-31. The, uh, they played the Chiefs, held them to three points, 27-3. Played the Colts, 24, I'm sorry, 34-31. Played the Rams 28-16. Played the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. I'm sorry, Cody, 23-21. So Houston is playing a damn good team, right? But I wanted to look at the spirit of the locker room and where their heads are right now. Now, we had an opportunity to hear from Jordan Jenkins, right? And we know Houston is on an eight-game losing streak. We know that they have had issues with finding the red zone constantly throughout the entirety of the season, which has left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And we know how difficult it has been for them to win on the road. Jordan Jenkins said he and the teammates had conversations about looking inside before you look across at somebody else and discuss the importance of sticking together. He also continued with, and they emphasized the attention to detail for this team needs to be better. Also, want to continue with second year defensive lineman John Gennard, uh, who has been described as a, excuse me, foundational piece. In his words, it's cool, but we need to get a dub. Lastly, he spoke about his frustration on this, on this eight game losing streak. He said, It fuels me for sure. Stats may be on my side, but we're not winning, and I could care less about that. Now, this is from the your young guy, your second-year player that you drafted, and this is from a free agent that you brought in from the New York Jets who had a pretty good season last year. They are not caring about these numbers. And the only number the players care about, because we had this conversation, this is why it's important. Our conversation last week was, is there a problem between Cully and Casario? Does Cully want the wins? Does Casario want the draft? or, you know, the position. But we are hearing right here from the players that they care about the win. And so the spirit right now around the locker room, ladies and gentlemen, to me, is giving off desperate. They're desperate right now. They are desperate for one thing and one thing only. And Cody, that's to get a win. When I look at a John Bernard who says it fuels me, it fuels me? Oh, you're hungry. You're starving. You need that win. And if we can look at any bright spot on this team, 
I think if you ask 10 people, 10 people will probably mention John Grenard's name because he has been, or Ro Lopez, but he has been one of the few consistent bright spots over this eight-game losing streak. And he's coming from a program in Florida where during his time, he didn't lose a lot of games. Jordan Jenkins is coming from a, a franchise in the New York Jets where he lost a lot of games. And so one guy's not used to all this losing and doesn't want to have this be a trend. One guy is loose to a lot of losing and doesn't want to continue this trend. This uh, uh, locker room between the players are, are desperate. I think this coaching staff led by David Cully is, is very desperate, even though there, there seems to be friction between what one wants and what the other wants. They want to win. Unfortunately, they are playing a damn good Tennessee Titan team that has, you know, the 100-year-old running back, Adrian Peterson. Shout out to Deontay Foreman. He got a start on Sunday for the Tennessee Titans. But overall, if I could wrap it up, you know, they're they're just very hungry to get a win. And I like that because the fans, or maybe you and I at times, the media members, we can, excuse me, we can get a, a feel, you know, that may be unjust, but a feel that maybe they've given up. But I get that sense of they 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 hungry for it, man. If I could just they, just, they want that dub. What what James Winston did? <laughs> no. They want that dub, man. And uh, I want them to get at least one more before the season is out. But the locker room, these players, they are in a position where I think their backs have been against the wall for the last eight games, and they're tired of being the punching bag for every team that they play. They want to punch somebody. And the sad part about it is they will continue to be the punching bag. Look, prior to the bye week, this was an organization, this was a team, and you saw, you, you sense there was a lot of frustration going on within the locker room, um, especially after that game against the Miami Dolphins. But, John, the bye week just gave them an opportunity just to check, take a break. I do believe that they're going to go into this Tennessee Titans game and actually give it their all and try to pull off one of, if not the biggest upset of this NFL season. Because look, John Grenard said it. And by the way, that was actually an exchange that he and I had. So I'm, I'm glad that you had an opportunity to pull that out. That's how me and my boy John roll. Uh, but from John Grenard, Jordan Jenkins, we also had an opportunity to hear from Chris Conley. They all echoed the same thing that, David Cully said earlier in, in his press conference conference that took place an hour or so before practice on yesterday. This is an organization, at least when it, in terms of the head coach and the players, they want to win games. However, it's just a little bit unfortunate that the person that is calling the shots, and I do mean calling the shots, it's not really putting them in a situation to win these games. And by the way, John, yes, the Houston Texans are one in eight on an eight game losing streak, but you still got to consider that regardless of whatever your expectation about this team was heading into the season. And look, what we have seen over the last couple of games, they have met everybody's low expectation. However, I do want to point this out. Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins. Those were three winnable games where if a, a better play calling, field goals, um, you know, capitalizing on turnovers, not turning over the, the ball, penalties, 
if all of those issues that have attention to detail, all of these little issues is the reason why this team is sitting here at one and eight, because that's three games that the Houston Texans should have and could have won. You're looking at then you're looking at a situation where it would have been four and five heading into the bye week, other than one and eight and being the laughing stock of the NFL. I understand that this is a team that wants to win. However, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but the main people in charge, they're not going to put this team in a position to win. I do want to say this. Now, what were the teams you just named off? The Miami Dolphins was one of them. Miami Dolphins. The I, th- I think I made a mistake and say the Carolina Panthers, but I meant the New England Patriots and the Cleveland okay. Browns. Okay, so, but I'm going to – the Miami Dolphins and the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're gonna talk in a in a, in a tone of optimism here, right? Well, the Miami Dolphins just beat a very good Raven team on Thursday. But at the time, Miami was still, you know, on a on the downfall, just like the Texans. Yeah, but they're on a one. They they went into the Ravens and made it a two game winning streak, and mm-hmm. so they played a, they played the better team and they won. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers just gave the Cardinals their second loss of the year. Now, granted, it is without Colin Murray. Granted, it was without DeAndre Hopkins. But they're still a very good put-together team. And the week prior, uh, the Cardinals dominated against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm getting at is, although ESPN gave Houston only a 17% chance of winning, Although the spread line right now is the Titans by 10 and a half points. Uh, although like, like if you bet on if you bet on Tennessee right now, you're not gonna win no money. Although everything is you know pointing towards Houston will lose, the NFL is still a league of parity. And parity happens all the time. And I think it's important to understand why I'm coming from the angle of desperate. You don't think these Miami Dolphins team, the Miami Dolphins team, who your quarterback is this, your quarterback is that, your your head coach is this, and your owner is this, or you don't think the the rumors and negative connotations that was around Cam coming back to Panthers, even though it shouldn't have been negative at all. You know, uh, I saw a lot of negativity around Cam Newton going back to Carolina, playing his first game back was his first game against in the NFL, right? So. This league is full of drama. This league is full of twists and turns. And like I mentioned, we saw that Pittsburgh and Detroit game. That was a game of of, of none. Things can happen. Uh, and I do expect, which is what Chris Connolly said, I also want to mention Tyrod Taylor to play better. I don't think he will be a shell of himself like he was the last time we saw him step out on that field. Houston just has to want it. They got to play more disciplined. And they gotta continue to be where they are right now. Their backs against the wall, and as John Ganon said, it's cool and all, but I gotta get it done. I'm gonna tell you another way you guys can add dubs to your life. Everybody deserves a dub, and everybody deserves a Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. And Bill Bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, but high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with 100% real chocolate and so many different flavors. 
Go to billboard.com and use promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Excuse me, use promo code lock 15. That'll be L O C K E D 15 for 15% off at billboard.com. And I also want to let you guys know about some ways you can make you some extra money. Now, I just mentioned the money line, the spread for the Tennessee Titans and the Texans game. And I also want to tell you guys that Bet Online is back better than ever. They remain your number one spot for all of basketball and football action this season. Head to the website today. Use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus. They got a new updated desktop and mobile website. Again, sign up today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports because bet online is where the game starts. Locked on bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Now, Cody, Texans didn't play on Sunday. And I, and I think not only Texan fans, I think the entire league may just needed a break from watching them boys play football. Man, I know I did. I know when I got home, I didn't have to worry about uh, <laughs> watching the record, you know, because I record the game so I can go back and watch it. I didn't have to worry about any of that, man. I just came home. Mm. And I, I watched. That was nice. It was, no, it was nice. I'm sorry. Mm. You didn't have an opportunity. I came home. No, no, because, um, you know, other than, you know, covering the Texans on the Sunday, I had to cover the other bad team in Houston on Sunday that Amen. got their behinds handed to them by the um, Phoenix Suns. So, no, I ain't have an opportunity to enjoy it, man. You know, I went from one frustrating team to another. You remember that? You seen that clip of Kevin Hart and Don Cheeto? And Don Cheeto told his age, and Kevin Hart was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how damn, it was. Yeah, yeah that's how I, <laughs> I came home and I didn't have to worry about any of that. But uh, we both do a lot of work. But it was interesting seeing former Texans have an opportunity uh, to just be in better situations on Sunday, right? And first and foremost, I do want to mention that Whitney Merciless, who did record a sack on Sunday, will miss the rest of the season. So now, you know, coincidentally, we look at Houston's top pass rushes in the last decade, J.J. Mm. Watt, Whitney Merciless, they are out for the remainder of the season. And, oh, by uh, the way, um, sad news. Oh, I was gonna say, and by the way, he got that set by beating your boy Dwayne Brown. <laughs> right. So <laughs> figure, another right? former Texan. <laughs> was it like a, a practice day for him? But I do also want to mention that uh Deontay Foreman, you know, mentioned he got to start on Sunday, looked around the league. DeAndre Carter. You guys may remember him as the guy that we really wanted out of town because he was he was no good in, in the uh, return game or passing game. He scored a touchdown on Sunday as well. And, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, by the way, became the Saints' leading rusher in franchise history. I think it's very important to highlight those players just really quick, nothing to really just kind of hang on too much, but – it's always good when you can see players like Mark Ingram, Whitney Merciless, uh, DeAndre Carter, who left the organization and you understand why they left, right? It, it just makes sense. 
get that opportunity to play for a franchise that is doing better than your team, even though the Texans are not in a good spot. Those players had an opportunity on Sunday to continue their career. Again, I hate that Whitney Merciless news. Shout out to Carter uh, for scoring a receiving touchdown on Sunday. Shout out to Mark Ingram, man, for becoming the Saints all-time leading rusher. And I think a player like him who, you know, had the last two or season and a half that he did, you really, really love that for Mark Ingram. So shout out to him and all the – excuse me, all the former Texans playing on Sunday. Yeah, it was nice. But, John, when I sat there looking at the highlights of Mark Ingram, of course, you know, now seeing the news of Whitney Merciless, and I'm even going to throw a guy, a, a guy like J.J. Watt in there as well. You know, it was cool to see them go on to a better organization and actually have an opportunity to compete for the playoffs and in some cases compete for a Super Bowl. But I kind of hate knowing what happened. I mean, J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, both of them have some type of shoulder injuries. I mean, look, J.J. Watt dislocated his shoulder in like four different spots um, in the game, ironically, against the Houston Texans. Um, but I wanted to bring out, bring that up and say, you know, a part of me, because especially Whitney Merciless and Watts, you knew, you know how much they gave, not just to the Texans, but to this game. And to see them finally in an opportunity where they can actually compete to, hell, make it to the Super Bowl, not just the playoffs, to see their season end due to injury, that was heartbreaking. And on the flip side for Mark Ingram, a guy who thought he was going to a better situation. Now the New Orleans Saints, yeah, they are still a playoff team, but how much can they – keep that playoff spot that they have right now due to the injury of Jameis Winston. Now, I would say, even in the absence of Winston, they 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 haven't fallen off too much, but when you go back and you take a look at the game when they lost against the Tennessee Titans, I think Jameis Winston would have made a big difference from that team that would have turned that two-point loss possibly into a two-point victory. But shout-out to DeAndre Carter, man. I, I was so happy for him. I think he may be the one I really thought Carter's career was over when he left here. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I think he may be the one that, you know, when I saw him catch a touchdown, I was like, is that the same DeAndre Carter that yep. could have found a way to be productive <laughs> in Houston? And, and unlike unlike Kiki QT, he had opportunities and had chances here in Houston. I also, let me give you, let me see what DeAndre Carter's doing out there, man. But DeAndre I, I Carter just, has had games of 62 yards. 56 yards, 51 yards, two touchdowns on the season so far. What was this in Houston? Houston, one catch for eight yards. And he was playing with a better quarterback in Houston. <laughs> Come on, 19 now. in Houston, 11 catches for 162 yards. 2018, 20 catches for 195. And so far, he's 12 catches for 197. So, <laughs> he's he's past his career high and, and you know single season yardage. That just leads me back to Houston does not know how to utilize talent. Oh, maybe Bill O'Brien don't know how to utilize talent. But I mean that's that's weird though because how can he have a better career in Washington when he was playing with a way better quarterback here in Houston? Like that's well, mm-hmm. Washington is a desperate team, so they're putting everybody they can out there. But he's in a position to make plays, and I'm happy for him. Me too. I'm John Hickman of the Locked On Texas podcast. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Take those fingers, okay? 
Go to YouTube, like, comment, but overall, subscribe to the Locked On Texas Twitter page. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.